Hey, welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the weirdo on Mabel Street. Episode 2. Episode 2 of the show, not of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pass it off to T. T, why don't you get us started? Okay, um, so the first thing that we see is, um... Is the exterior shot of Mike's house the one where it's like it's like raining and then they open up on um, <laughs> eleven of them? I am always missing intros because the first thing that I saw was when they were standing in the bedroom with eleven. Already yeah, yeah, that's what it there. is. Okay, it's it's it opens up to them like doing that, but it starts with the exterior of Mike's house. Okay, and I was wondering, oh, or I, and this is not wondering, this is just a fact that the exterior shots were like actually in the neighborhood, but um, the interior shots weren't screen gems. Yeah, I thought they did a good job of that. I noticed that, too. I Like, sometimes you can really tell sets are sets, but on that particular, when uh, they were showing Mike, they did a really great job lighting it. I thought it was actually... Or no, it was when Jonathan and Joyce were sitting at the table talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, that looks like it's actually in the interior of her house, not, like, um, at Screen Gems. Yeah, it's it's really cool because... Um, I wrote it down later in my notes, but that I think it's really cool because all of, like, the knickknacks and stuff that you see all over their houses... Um, the set deck people got from estate sales all around Georgia. <laughs> so the first thing that I really started paying attention to was when Eleven showed uh, Mike her wrist, um, and it said zero eleven, and it made me immediately think of um, the identification of Holocaust victims. Oh man, I know. Bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked it up, and uh, I was curious if the number eleven um, kind of like symbolized anything in particular. So I looked on different sites. There was a Bible study website, and it said that eleven. Like the numeral 11 symbolizes disorder, chaos, and judgment. There was a spiritual guide website that said 11 is a master digit because it's two numbers of the same repeated and it's considered the beginning of purity. Oh, because it's the first like two numbers that are. Yeah. And then I, and then I started getting in there. There was like a website called the 11 phenomenon. And it's like, it's really interesting. It's this group of people that see the number 11 everywhere that they look. They're like, are you tired of seeing the number 11 everywhere? (laughs) And I just exited, you know, I went out of that website. I thought, that's not really what I'm looking for. That's but, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I started noticing was just that, like, they're acting. I know I said this last episode, like, the, for the first episode, um, but it's just, like, they're they're such great actors. Like, um, he does the thing where he's like, maybe she's deaf. And he, like, claps. And I was just, he's like, she's not deaf. Or when he is talking about her taking off her clothes and he knocks off his hat. And then he just kind of looks backwards because yeah. you know he didn't mean to knock his hat off. But yeah. he was like, It was oh. so good. I okay. was like, oh my god. I was like, this is, like, seriously, like, kids. I love it. This is a really Dustin-heavy, funny episode. Yeah, I love it. Like, <laughs> I noticed that he had the drama club shirt on. But he just, all throughout the episode, he said things that just made me laugh so hard. Me like, too. When and they're at the di- um, they're at the dinner table, and the mom's offering a meatloaf, and he goes, "I had two bologna sandwiches for lunch." I don't, I don't know I why. Don't know why. <laughs> I just he started looks, laughing. He looks so young, like in this, compared to like what he looks like now. I know it's been a year, and like kids are like grow up, and that's how the world works. But it's just like he looks really young. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice. I think y'all look kind of young to me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, probably. If you're in your 30s and you're looking at, like, 10-year-olds, you're like, they're all babies. Yeah. Um, why aren't, like, Dustin and Lucas' parents, like, where are my kids at? Just, like, whatever. I know. I remember that. Like, when I was a kid, I had a friend and, um, like, I just liked being at her house because I lived with a single mom and we had a dog and it was just, like, I would come home and I would watch TV and it would be kind of boring. And I had a friend who... Her, you know, she had an older brother, she had a mom, she had a dad, she had, like, two golden retrievers, they had a swimming pool, (laughs) and so I would always be at their house. My mom was friends with her mom, so it wasn't even a big deal. Like, I would just sometimes, we would have gymnastics practice, and after, I would just go over to her house for the whole day, and I would just say sometimes through the 
whole weekend. And then we would like go to church on Sunday and my mom would pick me up. Um, and it was never even a question. It was just kind of like, oh, Ash is over at so-and-so's house. Oh, so I cool. think that's kind of like a normal thing for kids. And parents sometimes are like, yeah, I need a break. I would mm-hmm. bet it, as the show goes on and I bet like into season two and season three, we're going to start to see like some of the other families like Lucas's family and Dustin's family. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we've already seen Mike and Will. So. We saw Lucas and Dustin's family at the funeral. The funeral. Um, uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's not a spoiler because you're yeah. not saying whose funeral. Yeah, we saw them at the funeral because like they're like crying and stuff, and they're behind the kids. They're like the, all the parents are all directly behind their kids. You know what? I wonder if they're gonna use the same act- actors. In I will totally two. notice if they don't because I paid really close attention to who they used. Yeah, I don't think most people like look at it to the level of like <laughs> yeah, like we do. We're gonna go yeah. back and be like, those aren't the people that they cast. Those aren't as real parents. Those are extras. Yeah. Although, I think that would be pretty cool, too, if they did. Maybe they'll give the extras a chance. Be like, bring it. Show us what you got. Yeah. Most actors are extras are actors. I tell this story to people all the time, but um, my friends were, a lot of our friends work on films, and there was a film being shot locally in our area when we lived in Florida, and I got a call to be an extra, and I thought, how hard can that be? Sure, I'll be an extra. I'll sit in the background and pretend <laughs> to eat pies, whatever. And then it turned out I was like, a, they wanted me to be a stand-in for the main actress, and I cannot act at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so, you know, they circled the cameras around me. 80 people were staring at me in Video Village, and I was just, I was so terrible. I could just hear the director like, what is she doing? So, I would imagine that if you're an extra nowadays, you're probably vying to be, like, a, a cast member. Like, you're a real actor just trying to get your foot in the door. So, maybe they will pick those people to be uh, Lucas's parents in their main episode. That'd be pretty cool. I don't, I actually don't remember seeing Dustin's parents. They are probably at the funeral. I was more concerned about Lucas's parents because I was just like, where are they? I don't even remember looking at the people in the background. I just remember the that I thought the scene... We're talking about a completely different episode. But I remember thinking that the scene was really funny when um, the little girl was crying over them. And they were like, wait, do we tell Will that oh, yeah. so-and-so is crying over him? Yeah. But okay, back to the weirdo on Maple Street, Stranger yeah. Things, episode two. Yeah. Um. So when we enter the episode, it's been six hours since Will's been missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hopper, he comes over to talk to Joy about it. And Joyce. I thought, I keep calling her Joy. I think because <laughs> of my notes, I always write Joy because I'm like, I know what it means. <laughs> um, but he's talking He's talking to her about like what's happening And I don't know that scene for me was really It's kind of a bummer Yeah I was gonna say like like When Hunter Ryder really trying to jerk my tears Out of me it was like See for me sad. people always say she's such a terrible actress In this show but I don't right agree there, even at all Yeah she's not I don't think she's bad at all They're like she's so frantic and she's so All over the place and I think that that's what she's supposed to be. I mean, I don't think there's a role for when your your kid's missing. This is another downer too, but I'm listening to this other podcast and um, it's about missing children, like solving solving crimes. And they said that um, if you're going to find a missing child, that generally you'll find them within the first five hours. And so when, when she said, you know, I think she said it, it might have been Hopper, but they said Will's been missing for six hours. For some reason that just triggered in my mind and I was like, oh no! <laughs> but I've seen the rest of the show, so I kind of know how it goes down yeah i liked that this episode was a lot there was a lot of firsts like i noticed that um you know this is the episode that mike introduced uh 11 to the egos this was the first episode where we saw hawkins electric Mm -hmm. where they came to the house the first episode where they mentioned the upside down which we 
uh, might have a little affinity for. Uh, there's a lot of firsts. I can't remember. Oh, this is the first where um, Eleven actually uses her power and gets a nosebleed. Yeah. So this episode had a lot. It had a lot of firsts for me, like a lot of things that... It's kind of like when we watched the first episode. We I couldn't believe that they had already showed the school. They showed the lab. They showed every character's house. They showed almost every location. And in this one, it's kind of just like they're bringing everybody in. It was also sad. I forgot that this was the episode where, spoiler if you haven't watched it yet, um, where they show Benny's uh, oh, yeah. like laying on the table. And it was gruesome. It like, was I don't, gruesome. The first time I watched it, I don't remember it being so gruesome. I think I was paying attention to the set or maybe I was just paying attention to Hopper's face. Yeah. But it was like blood was all over his face and there was like five flies flying over yeah i was like okay that's like this is morbid and sad and it also made me want to go and visit tiffany's (laughs) yeah i wrote that down i was like we gotta go (laughs) i know we said it once and we'll say it again but benny's is filmed at a place called tiffany's kitchen in lithia springs georgia i don't know if it is in lithia springs because i was googling it and there's actually another tiffany's that's in lithia springs oh really yeah it might be but either way we haven't been there yet and we we just so want to go i I was looking at their website and they have a really cool thing where they're posting their diner window um, or whatever the window is called where the people like order up and they put the food and they did a side by side comparison and they showed what it looks like now just like on everyday usage and then what it looked like when um, Benny and Eleven were sitting at the table eating. They, oh, that's they ha- cool. I don't know if they have a frame side by side in the restaurant, but they have it on their website. Oh, that's that's cute. Yeah, I liked it. <clears throat> oh, I have... The question about, um, like, Jonathan and, like, Steve and whatever. Like, when they go into the school and John, or, um, and Steve is like, oh, that's depressing when Jonathan is hanging up the flyers. Is he not coming to school because Will is missing or is he not the same age as them? No, he's supposed to be the same age as them. Okay, I was making sure. He's not coming to school because his brother's missing and he doesn't want to be in school. Yeah, I get that. You know what was pretty cool was that I noticed, um, that when they show the exterior of the school and everybody is going in, um, so today, I'm not going to go too in detail on it. Maybe I'll play an audio clip. But today we went and we visited. Stranger Things is actually going to start filming the school scenes for season two and the high school is very close to our house. So we decided to go over there and we saw some things. Hey, so it's Sunday morning and it's about 8 a.m. We came out here and we thought maybe they would be shooting or um, something. We're out of breath because we pretended like we were exercising and we've been walking a lot for 30 minutes. But uh, we can see all of the Hollywood rental trucks. We can see the catering, cast and crew signs. Uh, there's a police officer kind of just walking around guarding stuff, but he's being pretty chill. I think he knows we're not like a real threat. Um, <laughs> we can see all the general. No, we're not a threat. He can see the gen- We can see the generators. We can see the. Um, we can see where they have the Hawkins logo up on the school, but they have it covered, which really stinks. Yeah. Um, but we can see the cars. We are positive this is Stranger Things. My husband was thinking maybe it was a different shoot because we saw Steve's 1981 maroon BMW, BMW. in the parking lot. So I guess they're going to be here next week filming. Um, it's such a bummer. We're, like, so close and yet so far away to talking to people. Exactly. So. Uh, I think you know what's going to happen, folks. We're going to get in our car sometime Monday, and we're going to drive back over here, and we're just going to see what we can see. I think they're filming here for a full week. So, yeah, stay tuned. Bye.
But I noticed that the car, the little red car, yeah. was, it was used in that section. It was that's, right there. That's what I thought. I was like, I'm not sure if that's the same one. I think it is. I think they I probably think just contacted locals and, and tried to get the same cars. Um, yeah, probably. But I was like, oh, that's neat. I just saw that two hours ago yeah. at the school. <laughs> um, uh, are the cla- Do you think all of the classroom shots were in the school? Because Josh yeah. usually says that if they're, if they're filming in a school, they're going to film in the school. Like, they're not going to create sets of schools at like screen gems or something i don't know so she's referencing josh if this is the first time you listen to this podcast josh josh is my husband and he works on films um yeah i don't know i mean we haven't been lucky enough to go into the inside of the school yet we've only seen the exterior and we've looked through some windows so we've seen like the hallways so we know that that's the school Mm -hmm. i would imagine it was set up that they probably just film it there yeah probably um i mean we saw those signs for extras casting Mm -hmm. uh it seems like it would just make Make sense to to do it at the school, especially since that school is currently like not a working school; it's abandoned. Mm-hmm. We know it's there because we go there all the time. But I think most people just use it for like the soccer field. There's like a recreational soccer field in the back, so I would think that they probably film inside the school. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the answer to the question. We'd have to ask somebody who worked on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. Into like when when they go back to Mike's house when he like halfway bikes to school and then he like bikes back to his house to be with Eleven. Um. I think it's really funny when I loved those parts so much when Ella's in the living room and she's looking at the picture of Nancy and she goes pretty and um and Mike goes, Mike like, goes yes. I guess I was yeah. laughing so hard I was like oh my god I was like that's 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 true siblinghood I mean, I think I said before, this this episode's got, like, a real... It's got a lot of funny moments. So the first episode was just really kind of spooky um, and kind of scary. And this episode, they bring, like, a lot of humor in, like, when, you know, Mike and Eleven are with a lazy boy, and she's trying to use a lazy boy for the first time, and she's, like, falling back. <laughs> I thought that was really sweet. And then Dustin cracks me up. Everything he says. And I really... Sorry, spasm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like he, I like that his, he has a drama club shirt. Mm-hmm. I love Lucas in this episode, too. I love that Lucas is, like... Like, not going to take anybody's crap. He's like, yeah, no, I get, I'm I get, sorry. I read a bunch of stuff online about Stranger Things, and I get so mad because people are like, God, Lucas is so terrible. Elle is just like, whatever, because they like love her so much, and they've seen the whole show. Yeah. But it's like, Lucas just wants to find Will. Like, Will is one of his best friends. He just wants to find him. Like, I get it. Uh, I love Lucas in the group because he's like, he doesn't want to take anybody's crap. Like, he's like, no, get off me. We're not <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Forget it. You're crazy. Like, I... No, I, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I think he's too. cool because it's, it's like a good... Like, 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 Mike is very just kind of, like, peaceful and understanding and trying to figure things out. Dustin's just kind of like, she's kind of getting naked. <laughs> like, he's just so ridiculous. Yeah. And then Lucas is like, y'all bitches be crazy. <laughs> like, he's just not in the mood to handle anything that they're doing. Yeah. I love that dynamic of those, that, that friend group. It's so good. Yeah, me too. I'm into when they're, like, in the room. Like, after that, when Dustin, Lucas, and all of them are in there and she does the nosebleed thing, like, whatever. When she's looking at Mike's trophy, it, like, it kind of looks like a um god what's it called it looks like a phoenix which is pretty cool we can talk about that a little bit later i know i keep referencing it but oh uh, because of x-men 138 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or what yeah, stop bringing that up if you're nope, not gonna talk I have about to it wait. i don't want to spoil <laughs> it for people i guess at the very end we'll just have a here it is here's yeah. x-men 138 here's we're gonna lay it out episode where i it's, talk about it it's just gonna be tory like so reading what's happening yeah i really like that the trophy said that they had won the science fair trophy for team problem solving <laughs> I like it just Oh, I like how they said about the science teacher that um they were like, Oh, we didn't win uh our science teacher said it was all political or something like that and I was like, That's pretty funny. 
I didn't I didn't catch that. It's interesting that we watch the same show, but like we both pay attention to like completely different parts. Yeah. Oh, I noticed that uh, we were asking questions about Merkwood on the other episode. Like you were like, is that a real place? Is that a made up place? Like we knew it was a made up place, but um, and we knew that it came from Lord of the Rings because Lucas actually says it in the show. Like it comes from Lord of the Rings. But I was looking it up, and it turns out that um, it's where it's interesting because in the show they have it be that that's where Will is lost and where Eleven is found, mm-hmm. and it says that uh, Merkwood stands for forest. Under the under the dark night shade. I don't know. There's a lot of symbolism in this show. The Duffer Brothers always do that, where they like grab stuff and they just pull it in. Yeah. This episode spawned some of my favorite scenes um, with Barb. Oh, Barb. <laughs> where they're in the car and Barb is like, "Is that a new bra?" <laughs> like I just that's so I good. Love it. It's so good. And Nancy's mm. like, "No." And I like <laughs> I like the fact that Barb is is noticing Nancy's bras. Like, I wouldn't know if one of my friends had a new bra. Like, it just I, would I might. Not... I might. That might... Maybe. I don't know. I don't really pay attention, but it's like... I mean, you can tell if somebody, like... Yeah, and there's a lot of debate on whether or not Barb is um, possibly interested in Nancy. So I guess if you had a slight crush on your friend, you might yeah. notice whether or not their bras were new. Yeah, or if it really doesn't seem like Nancy has any other friends that and is... the barb doesn't have any other friends like they're tight together and it's like them two like all the time yeah well i noticed on the phone call before um nancy was like barb just just tell your parents um that you're spending the night at my house it's not rocket science <laughs> and she's just kind of like bossy with barb and barb is just like their ultimate bff yeah she's like fine i'll go with you to this party so you can be with this hot dude and i'll just <laughs> sit here and watch you act like a complete douchebag yeah with all of these people mm-hmm. and then and then nancy just leaves uh, it's one of the worst nancy episodes nancy's yeah. the worst in this episode Ugh. She's just like, Barb, I'm Hate fine. It. Um, it's right Nancy, out. It's Nancy's fault for what happened. Sorry to Nancy. But she was like, come on, come on, Barb, just shotgun this beer. And then she cut her hand. And I was like, God, Nancy, you're the worst. You know what's weird is that Nancy didn't even follow Barb in. She's just like, where's the bathroom? All right. Bye, Barb. Peace. Be good. See you later. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Like... Ugh, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Yeah, this is the worst Nancy episode. Yeah. There was that meme going around that was like, in a world full of Nancys, be a barb. barb. Yeah. Oh, um, something that we were talking about earlier is the dinner scene where it's like Dustin and Lucas and Mike and all of them are sitting at dinner. Um, there's a part where... (laughs) Like where Mike spills all the milk out of his nose. Oh, yeah. And he like splatters in his hair. When, um, Gayton, when... Dustin. Dustin, uh, bangs on the table and he's like, sorry, spasm. Um, Holly, the little girl, she, like, goes under the table, and the mom is like, oh, Holly, it's okay, it's just a loud noise. That was, that wasn't in the script. The little girl just got scared by the noise. Yeah. She was like, it's okay, Holly, it's just a loud noise, and they left it in, and I was like, yeah, that's the little, cool. the little girl looked deeply upset. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> she looked like she was scared. traumatized by <laughs> something. I don't know what she was seeing, but she definitely looked scared. Yeah. Oh, this is what made me think of it, uh, the Dustin funny episode, is when they were describing to Eleven about friends, mm-hmm. and the different things friends will let you do, and then um, Lucas, like, spits on his hand, and he shakes Dustin's oh, hand. Oh, I love that part. And then Dustin just has this look like... Oh. And just sits there and looks at him and he's like, gross. I was like, me too. Yeah, I wonder about, like, how much of that is direction from the directors. Like, if they actually were like, do these things. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, Dustin has a lot of moments like that that make me think that it's just something he kind of does. They're perfect. They're, like, just like a kid. Like, it's it's awesome. I mean, he is a kid, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in a lot of 80s stuff, I know this wasn't actually filmed in the 80s, but a lot of 80s stuff, like, they'd be like, oh, a 15-year-old, but he's actually 36. Like, you know. When I thought of this episode, I thought of you because when I remember 
remember when we first watched it, we used to have these like debates about Jonathan photographing people in the uh, woods. Let me just tell you I that at first, wrote, I literally Tori was not anti-Jonathan. She hated Steve. She hated him. Get out him. of town. You know that you did. I did. And then later, as the show goes on, she grows to like Steve and yeah. also when she followed him on Instagram. <laughs> no, I literally wrote, angry but, at why everyone loves Jonathan, have a fight with Ashley. <laughs> I don't think that Jonathan is that terrible. I, I don't like it. It makes me mad that I mean, it's pictures of them naked. It's creepy, but I don't think that that's what it's supposed to be like. It's like a photographer who, because he originally jumps out, he's just walking through the scenes. And then he hears and they screams. Show his yeah, and they show his photographs, and they look like crime scene photos. So he's trying to like he's kind of do de- detective work, and I like yeah. that he heard the scream and he ran towards it. Like he I didn't, do like that. He didn't run away from it; he ran towards it, and then he saw like everybody having the party, and he starts to take their pictures. And for me, I don't find that creepy because I like to be at events where I like to just I like to capture the moment. I like to capture what's happening. I sometimes I feel nervous and I don't want to interact with people. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a part of it, but I like to just kind of view it through the lens and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to capture those moments for people so I kind of felt like that's what he was doing I mean I don't know why he would take a picture of Nancy up in the corner other than just the fact that I think it's more like he wants to connect with Nancy and he doesn't know how to connect with Nancy I don't think that it's honestly that Jonathan is supposed to be like this creeper Mm -hmm. I think he's just awkward and he communicates through his art through his photography and so he takes those photos yeah um but I can definitely see why someone would think it was creepy but For me, I think that he's just, he's using his camera as a way to connect with people because he's hes an outsider. He definitely seems like an introvert, like someone who's not popular or wanting to talk to people or anything, really. Yeah, I get that. Into the part where they talk about the upside down and like, Elle flips over the thing, she puts the Demogorgon on there and Will. I wanted to talk about it. I, I can't remember if we've talked about it before, but about how um, we always get into an argument about Barb and Will and why Barb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we can't talk about this, though, because this yeah. is, like, Tori and I have a big, big conflict with how we see episode eight with Will and Barb, and we can't really talk about it until episode eight. Yeah. So look forward to that. Okay. (laughs) She sees something as one way, and I see it as completely a different way, Mm -hmm. but it has to do with the upside down. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, if we were to talk about that now, that's like a major spoiler. Mm -hmm. I really like when, um... Caleb Lucas. Lucas, Lucas. I like when Lucas, um, sits there for like five seconds, and he's like, is she serious? Like, when she's like, what is friend... And he's like, is she, like, serious right now? I thought that was... Because they just sat there. And he's like, okay, well, a friend is... Oh, back to when they talk about promise. That is, like, the worst description of promise. It's something you can't break. Ever. What? You cannot break a vase. Like, it's it's a terrible description. I didn't even... That's so funny. I remember it, but I wasn't paying attention to that. I was more paying attention to, like, the things that the kids were doing. Like, their reactions to it. And I kept sitting there thinking, like, this is an episode of firsts. I wonder if this is the episode where they're going to say... This isn't a huge spoiler, but they say friends don't lie. And it wasn't. It wasn't the episode. I think that's, like, episode eight. (laughs) But I kept waiting for it. And I thought, oh, this is where they're going to lay it down. And they didn't. They did not lay it down. Um... (laughs) No, so they didn't. Yeah, let me see. Oh, yeah, I, we've already talked about this, but we have been to Steve's house, but there was no pool, sadly. Yeah, and I noticed they had those little uh, lamp posts on oh, the outside yeah, of I his house. Those look very futuristic. Yeah. That's another one of my Barb favorite moments when Nancy's like, just chill, Barb. And she's like, I'm chill. <laughs> like, get off my back. Nancy, I, I'm here with you at this stupid place. About uh, when they do the thing and he opens the door and is playing, playing Raise a Little Hell, and he's like, hello, ladies. Uh, Joe Steve. Keery, yeah, Steve. Uh, Joe Keery, the actor who 
who plays Steve. Um, Tori's future that, husband. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> uh, if he's listening, he has to know. He needs to be able to plan his future <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you're the worst. He said it was one of the most awkward scenes he's ever filmed. He was like, there were there was just so many people staring at me, and they had the camera like right up in my face. Even though it doesn't seem like it would be that close, it was. He was like, it was really close. He was just like a wide lens. And so when it like zooms into him, he said the camera was like right there. And he was like, it was the mo- one of the most awkward things I've ever done. But everyone was like, yeah, it's good. And he was like, what? He was like, no way. <laughs> I didn't like the scene. I Like I wasn't, I didn't not like the scene, but I was really curious when Barb was doing the beer thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, people, for the record, I don't drink. So I don't Shot know bar. what anything is called. And I don't like that Tori just gave me the right answer I know for because it. I wrote it down. <laughs> Okay, sure. But, like, Barb, like, sliced her hand open, and she, like, the blood came out immediately. And I was wondering, how did, like, how did that trigger the upside down? Like, she was just sitting there, and the blood went into the pool, and then all of a sudden it went black. All the lights went off, and because she, right and she disappeared. Was. But, like, how did she they find the bike? They find the bike at Markwood, and then, because you see Jonathan running through the woods just for, like, less than ten seconds, and then he's at Steve's house. It's right by Mirkwood, right where Will was taken. But she was, like, in the regular area until the blood went into the pool. Hmm? Like, she was sitting on the diving board, and she was looking down, and she was holding her hand, being sad that her best friend is horrible. And then That's just she... what happened to Will. They just took Will, and you didn't see anything happen. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's... Oh, that kind of ruins one of my points for our fight about uh, Barb and, and Will. Yes. No! <laughs> <laughs> Episode 8, come back. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. I was like, she just vanished. She disappeared. I mean, Jonathan yeah. says that later in another episode. But I wasn't really thinking about it when you watch the first. When you watch it the first time, you're just like going along with the story, and you're like, "This is a good story. I like it." Yeah. And then when you're watching it on like your third or your fourth time, you're like, "Wait a minute, mm-hmm. why is she? Where is she at?" That part's just so sad. Yeah. That actress Shannon Purser does such a good job of just. She just looks so depressed and Aww. sad, and I just feel so bad for her. Yeah. Um. I don't know why. I feel really bad for her later. God, if I was Barb, if Nancy, because Nancy was like, Barb, why don't you just leave? I would have been like, yep, see you later. But, but that's the, but that's, I'm not Barb. Barb is like, but that's nice why people, stick with her. yeah, that's why people love Barb because mm-hmm. Nancy's like, you can just go home, whatever. But Barb is like, man, my friend is being so stupid. Yeah, how I'm going to get a ride home. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait for you and maybe you'll realize you made a mistake. And when you did, your best friend Barb will be here waiting for you to help you get where you need to go. Yeah. Um, and Nancy doesn't appreciate Barb until it's too late. Ooh. Or maybe it's not. We don't actually know. That's know. an argument that Tori and I have in episode eight. <laughs> oh, but not super far back, but decently far back. I love the part with um with Eleven at at Hawkins. It's just like really at great. At Hawkins or oh you mean at Hawkins Lab? At Hawkins. Whenever, yeah. Whenever I say Hawkins, I always think of um middle middle and high school. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a great actress. Like those scenes are it seems like it'd be very traumatic for somebody her age, but yeah. when they're dragging her down the hall and she's just like kicking and screaming and then the camera's in her face and she's people, just like... People in interviews, like people who have worked with her are like, she's just like really grown up. They're like, she doesn't act like like a 12 year old. It's funny. When you when you follow her social media or if you look at her account, she totally yeah. looks like a kid. You're yeah. like, this kid is 12. 
But then when you see photographs of her, like that recent photo shoot she did in black and white where she looked like a punk rocker or whatever mm-hmm. she was doing, yeah. she does seem very adult. But then again, when you see her in interviews, you're like, oh, she's 12. Yeah. And she's like, hey, oh, a shout out for um, a local entity that supports us. Uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, there's an event called Collective Con, and Millie Bobby Brown is actually going to be there next year. Um, I think it's in March. Yeah. But March. we're excited. We purchased our tickets. We're yep. going to be there. We're hoping that they'll add some more people. There was an event called Spooky Empire that was supposed to take place in Orlando and it was going to have Millie and Caleb and Gaten, but um, we had the hurricane that hit and so they canceled the whole event and our local collective con was able to get Millie. So we've got our fingers crossed that they're going to add on some more people because that would just be amazing. That would be awesome. But there's tickets available. So we encourage people to look it up. It's collectivecon.com. And I think there's going to be some people from Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit there. And there's going to be Gus from Breaking Bad, which is oh, rad. I'm so excited. Okay. She's Millie is definitely going to be there. Yeah. Um, so if you want to meet Eleven, <laughs> and we do, you should get tickets to that. Yeah, for sure. I like this episode. It had a lot of uh, cultural things that were like really popular, like The Clash, Should I Say or Should I Go, and then... The when... Evil Dead poster. Yeah, Ash, The Evil Dead, um, which was in Jonathan's room, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I noticed that Mike had the dark crystal, which... Oh, he did? Yeah, he had the... there was a... when he was talking to the... When he was talking to the three, like at the very beginning, when they did the little roundtable discussion on what they should do with Eleven, like in the background, you could see it said the dark crystal. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't I notice that. that movie. Yeah, I did too. Well, I still do. We have it. I think we yeah. have it on DVD. Yeah, we do. Um, and then uh, New Order. Or oh, what, yeah. Is it New Order? It was... I think it's New Order. Modern English. Modern... Oh, Modern yeah. English. I'll the world melt with you with yeah. Nancy and Steve. New Order's later in the show, I think. Yeah. yeah. I love that scene with, um, with Jonathan and Will where he's just like trying to... Show him the new music and trying to show him like what he should listen to. That's like me. That's it's, like I'm like Jonathan. Yeah, you are. You. you are. <laughs> I'm just like Jonathan. Just like Jonathan. I take, take creepy pictures. pictures. <laughs> don't tell my friends. Oh my god. No, I don't do that. That's um, fine. But no. But like I like that. He was just sitting with Will and he was just like it was a nice moment. Uh, I always think it looks really funny when he starts playing the air drums. But oh yeah, I always think it's really funny <laughs> because when him and Will are like jamming out to it. Jonathan's head is on beat and Will's is like just off and I'm always like just like it's, it's not that hard. Will's like I get it. It's yeah. music. You can move to it. Because Jonathan's like do you really like this? And Will's like yeah. And he's like are you sure? And Will's like yeah I like it. Well it's funny because there you can tell that that's probably a set. Like it seems like Yeah it does. Or it, it, it almost seems like a trailer home. If you've ever been inside a trailer home it just kind of seems like thin like the walls and the doors seem like very thin yeah this episode introduced Lonnie to the dad Mm -hmm. um I don't think he looks anything like the kids like like whatsoever but I think it's that like Joyce looks enough like them that it's fine yeah I think it's fine too I was trying to watch uh Lonnie's girlfriend answers the door and she's watching some MTV video like some 1980s MTV video and I was trying to watch it I kept rewinding it to see what she was watching to see if I could like search what it was and I just couldn't it was Mm -hmm. too fast it went too fast for me back to episode one because I thought this was funny I like when um when Joyce was like uh a teenager just answered your phone I was like that's funny Lonnie 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 or also when she's pretty gross, when she's like, oh, he's kind of cute. I'll just switch you in for the newer model. I was like, oh, that's that's always a fun joke when your spouse tells you they want to go with your <laughs> your child. 17 year old son, like gross. gross. Yeah. Um, They look too old to be 17. I'm 17. I look like a child. They look like full grown adults, seeing as they're all like 25. <laughs> they all look they look like they're all between like 20 and 25. Yeah. The kids look like they're about the same age. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that Noah, who played um, Will, 
was he was like 10 or 11 when he filmed this which i thought was was cool and then i remember when i first watched the show i thought that they were supposed to be in high school with um like nancy and jonathan and stuff. oh yeah and i was like they're like 14 i was like i don't think so and then i was like oh like the middle school and the high school is supposed to be like right next to each other i was like i get it which actually makes sense because in our area the preschool the middle school and the high school are all actually on the same street they're right next to each other yeah so that's so that would make sense i think it was hard to tell because since they shoot hawkins middle school and hawkins high school both at the same school yeah all the colors all the lights everything looks like familiar identical yeah yeah, they've got the same tiger. But mm. you know what? We were walking around just kind of looking at the schools the other day, and the middle school that is right next door, it also had, like, a tiger painted inside on the wall. Oh, so yeah. The, so the middle school and the, ti- and the high school actually do both have tigers here, so they're mm. very similar. I don't know. I don't remember. I guess I didn't have any brothers and sisters, like, for 10 years when I was growing up, so I don't remember, like, what the, the school under me looked like. I only remember, like, what my current grade was like. Yeah. How did this episode end? I don't remember. Oh, I forgot. But I wait, I want to talk about um Joyce with the lights yeah can she okay so this is just like this is probably so stupid and I bet everyone's already figured this out but it, I just figured it oh, out oh wait I just remembered it ended with Steve and Nancy in the bedroom making out oh yeah and Barb disappearing okay. <laughs> I just had to figure it out okay go ahead okay Joyce has the lights and she's like talking to Will is it because he was take he's at Hawkins Electric I don't think so no but because that's where the upside down was that's where it, the portal opened at I Hawkins mean- Electric and that's why she can talk to him through the lights Maybe, but I think Hawkins Electric, I think that's giving them too much credit. I think that's just like an electric company that's local and they, a funny story. So when we first moved to Georgia, we've lived in Georgia for maybe like two to three months now. I don't even know. But it's when we got here, those, those vans that look like the Hawkins Electric vans, the white vans, the just plain work order vans, everywhere, everywhere, like everywhere on our street. Like we would be driving around and it was weird because we moved into a house that I guess has been abandoned for a while. So a lot of those utility vans were driving by our house and they were dropping off things like lawn mowing services, um, electric services, plumbing services. And so Tori and I would just be looking out the window and we would see these ominous white vans just (laughs) sitting in our driveway, just sitting there. And we're like, what is, it was so creepy. It was kind of cool, but also (laughs) I'd never seen that many just white and they didn't have any kind of logo on it. It didn't say like a business name or anything, but it was the exact kind of just white ominous vans. And we saw those everywhere things is real yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> i was really bummed by nancy Me too. oh the one weird thing about nancy and i know there's a lot of commentary about this on the web when she is with steve in the bedroom and she's like a little privacy and he's like oh sure and he turns around and then she's like now i'm gonna get naked and he turns back around and he's like damn I-, I remember watching it i was so bummed out the first time because i thought no she is not gonna abandon her best awesome friend so did. she can make out with this guy and she just make out with him Guys, they did it. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Should have been me. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and on that note, so we're excited for episode three. Um, Not that we haven't already seen it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So this episode actually showed us, I think it really showed the interiors of uh, the Emory building, which was, well, 
Okay. So Fake they filmed so they filmed Hawkins Lab at Emory, the exterior, and they supposedly filmed the interior at Screen Gems, which I think we've probably said like three times now. Yeah. But I was looking at some Tori and I are pretty obsessed with the show. So I was looking at some drawing plans that the architects had for Emory. And a lot of those hallways, like the hallway at the initial um, episode where the scientist was running through the hall when the Demogorgon grabs him through the like like scene one of episode one. Yeah. There's actually underground tunnels just like that all over Emory. So I'm wondering if they do film a little bit inside of Emory. Like we're just going based on what we've read, Which but there wasn't that dang asbestos. Yeah. We could go in those tunnels. <laughs> yeah. So. We went there and we visited and maybe yeah. we'll uh maybe we'll tell you about it. I thought we did. No, we didn't. We really? didn't t- we didn't tell them about it yet. Fans, oh. they they want to know. Oh. They will know soon. Yeah, they will know soon. We'll tell you all about yeah. it. So, I think that's it. I don't have anything else to add about this particular episode. Um I thought it was great. I loved mm-hmm. the ending. It made me sad. I didn't. <laughs> Nancy. Uh, I mean, I like the ending because it made me be like, oh no, I gotta start episode three. Yeah, exactly. Like, it made me want to start. They just have really good cliffhangers that make That's you want to That's all the just... episodes are, even episode eight. Oh yeah, episode eight is a great cliffhanger. <sighs> I thought it was going to be 13 episodes. I didn't realize it was going to be eight episodes. And mm-hmm. so when episode eight ended, I was like, I mean, I okay, knew it. episode nine. I knew it because I the first time I watched it, I, I watched the first six episodes, I realized, oh, there's two more. But then when I was watching it, I forgot. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to episode eight, the standard is 13 episodes. And so I went to go for it and it was over. And I was like, no! But, but what happens next? Yeah, and then I had nobody to talk to it about because Josh hadn't had a chance to watch it yet and you were like refusing to watch it at the this time. Looks- Stupid. Yeah, but now you love it and you know better. Now we're totally obsessed and we know everything about everything. Or we're trying. We're trying. Um, so we're excited. Thanks for listening. Um tune in. We might do a special or maybe we'll just include it in the next episode. But we are very, very fortunate and that the actress who plays Barb's mom, Cynthia Barrett, is gonna talk to us. She's gonna talk to us and she's gonna tell us how she got cast for Stranger Things, what's it what it was like working on the set, what it was like working with the Duffer brothers, what her life has been like after just this minor role, um, but how it's had like a powerful impact on her career. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, and we're gonna release that soon. Mm-hmm. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, if you wanna follow us and meet other fans or stay connected with our family, <laughs> those are the people that follow us right now, yeah. you can visit our website. It's the upsidedownpod.com and we're on Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. And one last note, if you know where Will, how Will, Will's house really is, please let us know. I know there's like six people that listen to this podcast, but please figure it out. I really want to go. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to find a couple of locations, and some of them have been fairly easy, and some of them have been extremely difficult. Steve's and we, house. <laughs> yeah, well, Steve's house was really difficult to find, but we finally did, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, except that there was no pool. We were like, yeah. where's the pool? Joe yeah. Carey. Right. But thanks for listening. Um, We are now available on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pocket Casts. So that was it. Thank you. Bye. Bye.